Welcome back. It's been a long time. Welcome back to Chasing the Dragon. I'm Ryan. I'm Andres. And we're going to revive, bring back to life our amazing podcast. The Phoenix down on this podcast. And now the Phoenix has risen once again. Mm, you don't get that reference, I'm sure. <laughs> Isn't this some sort of a helicopter? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the last time we recorded an episode was uh, live from our Essen hotel room with my uh, colleague Yuan Bruman uh, from last year's Essen, and we're about a year away. Uh, Essen has just wrapped up this last weekend, and I'm still recovering from the con cold of Essen. And I feel fine because, sadly, I didn't get to go. <laughs> but you didn't miss anything. I did. I missed a lot of stuff that no one else would have probably looked at. You, you missed nothing, Ryan. It's all just been swallowed up by the ether. So let me ask you the first question. Um, are you finally uh, tired of going to Essen? Absolutely. 100%. Why? I think the in general this year I've taken a big break from board games. Uh, and I've been mainly role playing, if anything. Uh, I think I've kind of burned out in a lot of board games. And then this year's Essen was only more for the confirmation that like, wow, I've per- I have lost any personal interest in some of these games coming out. Uh, for me, Essen is more of a business thing. Uh, as a retailer, I go to Essen to be informed and to find out about these games going in through distribution and find games that don't go through distribution and possibly make distribution deals with some of these companies. Um, but I think my personal interest could be like, it, it couldn't be lower, quite frankly, to like the big, hot, trending games of which no one will be playing in six months. Well, it, it makes me kind of sad to hear that. <laughs> and and I'd like to make it my personal mission and the mission of this podcast to make you fall back in love with board games. Well, it's a ch- it, uh, you like to set yourself a high challenge, Ryan. I do, I do. Um, but it's interesting that you say that, that there is a uh, few of the big name board games where all the buzz was. Those games, for you, seem to, to be lacking of interest. Not just lacking of interest, but like... They, to me, they lack of anything that really is stands out or substantive. Uh, I'll give you like a, a quick rundown of like some of the big big buzz games. Azul is a game about an abstract game about Portuguese tile laying, but it's just kind of colors matching. That one might be something like say like a Santorini, which will last just because it's beautiful looking, but uh, can't really say more. So then something like um, what was the photosynthesis? was an interesting game about uh, turning light into energy and growing a little tree yard, which was a, uh, okay, but I don't see it lasting a year. Um, that was one of the ones that I was kind of interested in, but it seemed a bit like it was a novelty. I wouldn't say it's a novelty. I mean, I, the, the novelty aspect is the big clunky sunrise component, basically. But I would say that it's a fine little quick strategy game with cute little pieces and it's, you know, something different, but otherwise fairly abstract and boring. Uh, I mean, it's it, you kind of just build on the same thing over and over again, and the game ends. It was It's nothing I w- I'd necessarily felt too compelled to play again. One thing I noticed, though, is that the games that did have all the buzz that were popular were just a lot of rehashing of the same mechanics or this maybe slight tweaks of them, but a lot of the the same themes and things it's just everything seems so familiar well i mean the familiarity i mean that, that's a standard thing i mean uwe rosenberg wouldn't be who he is without familiarity 
I mean, he basically just makes the same games over and over and over again and just tweaks them to a certain extent. Well, he has done a, several really big innovations, um, but then he takes those innovations and keeps refining and refining them. So, yeah, a lot of the games do do seem very similar because of that. So maybe that's also with the whole industry as a whole. But I will agree with you that, that things do feel more derivative than before. Uh, I, uh, then again, Asul was kind of, I wouldn't say unique, but a, a, a breath of fresh air. I'd say, and even though it went 100% abstract. I, I came up with a list as if I was going to go to Essen. And on my list, I didn't see, there weren't any games that were really talked about. Maybe some of them, like like the Sierra Madre games. Um, what's it? Phil Eklund. Yeah. But other than some of those games, and, and I specifically less left a lot of games off like a game like merlin i don't know if you saw that i think i saw the poster i didn't see the game itself i actually played the game because a friend of mine had the kickstarted mm. it and i really didn't like the game i thought it was pretty boring and i was one of the ones that i was really excited about but again it's it's one of those that was really derivative they it tries to innovate a little bit but it just wasn't a style that really fit my mentality maybe um, although I think it's still going to be popular. But again, like you said, in like six months, it's going to be something where you'll see being sold on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then because there's going to be newer games that come out and kind of replace it. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. One of the games that I think for at least one day was like a number one, but then fell back afterwards. is a game called, I want to say Noria or whatnot. It's coming out from Stronghold. And uh, it's by the same company that did the original publication of Cottage Garden, though, in like Germany. And um, it has this kind of like steampunk gear components with like tokens and actions. And holy fuck, could I have not been more bored? Uh, the only time I've ever been more, more bored is playing a Martin Wallace game. It, it, it was just convoluted and it was just, oh, yes, move up this track. But to do that, you have to move this token to this thing to take this action to this one. So everything was just hidden behind a wall of just like one shitty ass action. Uh, to then move another act- ladder of actions later on down the line. It just felt so unnecessary. And it was one of those few times where I had like an existential crisis going like, why the fuck am I doing this? It sounds like that game wanted to substitute complicated for complexity. Perhaps. Um, but there were a lot of games on my list that no one talked about. And I, I was wondering why that was. There were... I had maybe maybe about 10 games that were being demoed that looked really, really interesting to me. And it seems like one thing that I'm actually really excited about and and sad for not being able to go to Essen this year was because there were seemed to be a lot of games that were at least pushing the boundaries of subject matter in games and doing a lot of really interesting things with that. I mean, I guess Photosynthesis is one example of that. But there are other games, like I think it's called Cerebria, was about being in a person's mind and and it's all about about the actual brain and how that works but not a, not in a scientific way it was more more kind of fantastical uh, did you see something like that at all um probably but i can't think of anything off the top of my head but i did not see cerebria i'll say that i did we did play a prototype of a game i think called dreamscape or dream something in which you are trying to fulfill your dream. And so you, you have like a vision of your dream and you have all these different dream tokens. It was very point solid and the options were endless. And sometimes it could feel a bit too heady. And I do feel like that since I was just a prototype that they really need to streamline it a bit down. 
Uh, and then that game needs to be picked up by like Asmodee to be able to have some good components, of course, or a good production. But there's a, an, a germ of a good idea there. But that's what I mean. Like games, that was one of the games that was on my list. And games like that, that that's what gets me excited, where it's not just rehashing old themes, not just rehashing. Uh, may, of course, they're building on old mechanics, most of them. But putting them in these new themes is just something for me to get a to get excited about don't do those things excite you at all like these new types of themes i think it would have me curious but when i actually do see the game and the gameplay i then just think like okay well even looking look at that dreamscape it just it could just feel like any kind of like worker placement point salad game uh, i think if we're going to really move on to a space where we have both interesting game concepts and designs we need to also have then the interesting themes that go along with it or sorry the other way around like an interesting kind of like unexplored theme then we card play a gameplay or token play anything that's a bit more different as well an example that comes to my mind is something like say the grizzled mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a war game about love and friendship that's not about war and then it's about uh, the, the card game while laying down cards in front of me and building tableaus are not nothing new but the way it all interacts with other players is was completely new and different yeah that's a great game yeah. Uh, and yeah exactly that's those are the type of things that, that do get me excited and that but I think it's a thing. You can you can read about something on, on Board Game Geek and think this is a really interesting theme. They're really doing something different here. It seems very creative. But it's it's a whole another thing to be there and actually try the game out. And like you said, there's a German of a, of an idea in most of these, but they're not fully fleshed out and functional yet. So that's the reason why you want to go to Essen to try these games out and i would say that probably out of if you if you have like 15 of these games that you find on that list where list like the thousand games that are being released or talked about at essen um out of those 15 games that are really pushing these thematic boundaries or trying to do something creative and interesting maybe two or three of them are going to be like really solid good games as well uh I could agree with that assessment, yeah. I mean, like, uh, this year I didn't do any Essen prep. I, I looked at the BGG list, and I like, I might have marked one or two games of, like, oh, well, I guess I could look at that. I kind of want, want to know how that works for work, you know. And in case a customer asks me how does this play, at least I want to know how this works, and so on and so forth. Uh, and then I downloaded an app called Event Badger, which helped me kind of, like, navigate my way through the actual Mesa. And, like, you know, this is at booth this and that, this is at booth that. Uh, but my list was primarily things of like, I want to know how this place for work, and so instead of say personal uh, interests. Um, so, of the games I played, there was of oh god, I don't, I don't know, maybe like fifty, sixty games I played over the course of the weekend, uh, somewhere along the lines of that, uh, including the games we played at the hotel bar later on. I would say I probably walked away with really only enjoying or wanting to play four of them again, honestly. And then one of them was a game that had been that was someone just brought their copy of a game uh, to like the hotel messe and ended up being my favorite game in the evening or the the convention even the whole like four day experience. And it was a game that was released last year. What was it? A game called Burke's Gambit. It's a social deduction game, so I can already see you 
getting tired and going like, ah, who cares? And I agree. Like, those games can be kind of like, you know, like, well, you have the Resistance and Avalon after that and Werewolf. After that, they're all derivative of the same thing. And while it does have some derivative aspects of those games, uh, I enjoy the semi-random elements, how everyone has special powers, the unknown aspects of the game. Uh, At the beginning of the game, one person is given a virus card. Uh, and you're never allowed to check your own virus. You can check everyone else around you. You have to go by what they say, and the deduction of whether or not they're on your side or not uh, can be quite interesting and fun. Uh, and I thought it was one of the better, one of the best social deduction games. Uh, playing that, I don't think I need to play like a Resistance or anything else. Then again, I don't think a collection should ever contain more than one of those games. Myself. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's like it's the experience, and those experiences are pretty pretty similar. Yeah. So. Looking forward now to the next year, what are your board gaming plans? Uh, thin down my collection. Uh, I think I have like about like two to three hundred games, and I don't play that many ever. Two to three hundred? Yeah, exactly. And some of them are a range of small box card games, but like, you know, I can't remember the last time I played a game of, say, Zombicide, or I own a copy of the Last Civilization's board game that I don't need because I never played it. So thin down my collection is one of my goals, uh, whether sell or just throw away or donate. Uh, and then keep an eye out for something that I think will actually be lasting in a collection, in my collection at least, that I'll actually get played. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea, I think. Um, I've been thinking about that as well, as far as other topics, I guess we will talk about in the future. But one of them might be this, what... Uh, how your own relationship with the games that you have in your collection and one th- on one hand the games that you really like the idea of versus the games that you really enjoy playing and others enjoy playing with you yeah i think there's a game in my collection right now that i'm thinking about really getting rid of just because like i can't really seem to get it played which is called they come unseen it was a game that came out last Essen that I was super excited by and I was really happy for and I'm happy to get in the only like big box game I bought last Essen and I think I only got it played three times in the next year. And I, my thought was looking at it going like, fuck, it's a big ass box. I need to get rid of this thing. Like I didn't, no one's going to play this with me again and uh, it's not worth keeping around for the trouble. Yeah, we played it. I, I enjoyed the game. I like the game, but you're, you're right. It, there's something about it that is a bit... Uh... Uh, clunky maybe yeah and you know i tried it with my uh with my girlfriend and she didn't like it at all and she was more the opinion of why don't we just play Whitechapel? and we have Whitechapel, so uh, why keep a game that is not going to get played yeah there's a lot of games like Whitechapel coming out too um, oh hunt for the ring i played that was one of the few games i enjoyed at essen oh great because that's one i really want to get yeah you know, I'll, uh, if you get it i'll play it with you Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, let's wrap this up now. Um, sure. And wrapping it up with the thoughts of the future, and that's good, I feel. And I guess, uh, do you have any last thoughts about Essen? Last thoughts about Essen. I wouldn't go back unless I was paid to, which I am. You are. Yeah. Hopefully you'll be paid again next year, and then I'll get to go with you, which, of course, will make your experience much more uh, enjoyable. Yeah, that would be nice. Going with a friend is always nice. So, um, until next time. Until next time. This is Chasing the Dragon. Goodbye.